Hey everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, a podcast discussing the multitude of multi-site student ministry. My name is EJ Swanson, and I'm joined by three of my great friends, Mr. Joe Crabb. Hey there. Mrs. Kim Schuler. Hi, friends. And Mr. Trevor Callis, who is not mic'd, but we absolutely love. And the vision of our podcast is to equip churches who are entering into or already have multi-site student ministry. And we hope to share with you what we've learned and what we're learning. And today, um, we want to continue to just kind of um, introduce each of you to a great new thing that we're a part of, Joe Kim, called um, the Youth Ministry Podcast Network. And for those of you who are quick with your fingers, um, we want you to go and follow Youth Ministry uh, PN. That stands again for Youth Ministry Podcast Network, Youth Ministry PN on all those channels. And um, we're so excited to be joined with um, four other amazing podcasts that are all diving into different avenues and different arenas of student and youth ministry. And we're thankful to be one of those focusing in on that multi-site aspect. And today, um, we're going to be diving into kind of one of those episodes that is uh, forward thinking. Yes, sir. And as we do that, we always want to be two to three months out. I just had a little chuckle because I turned over in our studio and looked at Kim. She's got her um, awesome like dad cap on, but it's backwards. (laughs) Like she's rallying. She's ready to go. Bill kept hitting the mic. I love it. I I don't know if I've ever seen her with a hand on like that. Hey, she means business. Let's go. Um, And we're going to be talking about, honestly, probably one of my favorite aspects of multi-site student ministry, and that's retreats. And um, we, a few months ago, decided to start implementing what these forward-thinking moments can be that we should all be thinking about. And as we talk about retreats today, Joe, I just want to dive right in and, and ask the question, why do we do retreats? Yeah, no, EJ, that's a great question. I, for myself, I think why we do retreats, it's a, it's a couplefold, but, you know, we we do retreats to create a safe space separate from the pressures of just normal day in and day out life for students to be able to engage uh, in relationships, uh, whether that's upward in their relationship with God or inward in their relationship with their small group and their leader or outward in their relationship with our community community at large here. So this uh, just giving them opportunity to get away, have some fun, uh, and just kind of separate them from their, their, their usual normal environment, whether it's in our weekly gathering or just their day in and day out routine. So yeah, and then using that to launch those relationships um, to, to build a bridge to weekly and daily ministry and discipleship with them. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that... Um, from the kind of the leadership aspect that each of us have played in different uh, portions of that. There's so many things, Joe, just within that why that you just hit that are so important. And from that, we've also seen the life change in each of those moments, whether it be relational or it be, um, you know, small groups uh, on those retreats, the programming, all those things. I think one of my favorite parts about retreats is um, the teaching. Uh, you know, I spent a whole bunch of years just traveling as a teacher and um, speaker at different camps, retreats, and and conferences and stuff like that. And Joe and Kim have both knocked those arenas out of the park as well. Um, let's talk a little bit about teaching and how we set teaching up for retreats. As we think through teaching, that is something we want to start thinking through, especially three months out, 
it depends on what kind of retreat camp you do go to, right? Right, like, right. There Whether it's st- your own or somebody correct. else's. Yeah. Right. Um, if it is your own, you want to start putting together a team. You want to start thinking through, um, you know, what do you want the students to walk away with at the end of the weekend? If it is through a different camp or someone you are going to and they are putting on the retreat for you, you want to start knowing and learning that information so you can start preparing in your student environments, your students for that. You can start queuing up your small group leaders for what that content is going to be so that they can be prepared for that weekend to come in prepared and ready to have conversations about that. So the teaching, I think that is where I would say a lot of life change happens within the small groups, but what sets up small groups often is the teaching and the content and And the biblical stuff. And that's our standpoint on that, right? Is teaching, not only um, can it be used in that moment for life change, but we also... I'll say it this way, at least a small group is a multiplier of that teaching, right? It's like, for me, it's not the one, one times one. It's like if teaching is one and then we have the multipliers, you know, small groups is the 10. So we get 10 out of the deal instead of one. And I feel like that's so huge within, you know, the setting, at least within our multi-site retreats. Yeah. And I, I love that, that thought of it. And another, another way I was thinking about it is like the teacher is there and they're, they're setting the table uh, for mm. for what will be uh, taking place in those small groups and everything. But even thinking through that kind of analogy of like, man, they're setting the table, they're making the meal, whatever it might be, is that they can uh, also overcook it. <laughs> they can they can yeah. make a great bad analogy. Meal. You know, what I'm saying? like they can. That teaching so important, so it's good to be thinking about it uh, three you know three months prior to uh, because I mean we've we've seen it where man somebody might get up there and it just doesn't click or make sense or it goes for an hour and a I'm half giddy or over here. 15 minutes. And it's like, <laughs> because like, I got to, I got to say something with this yeah. because at least in our setting, what we do is we allow, or I shouldn't say allow, that's bad, bad language. I don't like that. We give the opportunity mm-hmm. for our student pastors typically to teach in this setting. Yes. And Joe, yes. when you say overbake, what sometimes happens is our student pastors, myself included, let yeah, me yeah, call yeah. myself right out. I'm like, I'm going to have 14 illustrations in this and everybody's going to love it. And God's going to use this instead of it kind of being like, hey, just do your thing. So I've Absolutely. overbaked. And I think in our context, as we have student pastors do that, Joe, I've heard you encourage them like, hey, the reason you're up here is because not only do we want to give you this amazing opportunity, but we believe in you and just be you, do your thing. Yeah. And um, that's been cool. I've overcooked, I've overprepared or underprepared. Like, You've you also can, gone too long. Yeah. But you say you can set the <laughs> Call meal. out. Yeah. You can, you, can, you can mess up and set up the table. So it's like even thinking through like, man, especially for retreats with so much energy and effort go into it is how are you best preparing that that meal and so on and so forth and so yeah. it is that that is a beautiful picture joe because i think as the small group comes and sits down around that table and really starts discussing that like that the food that is prepared is going to be nourishment to them as they talk about it and grow in that and so um you know i i give you a hard time about going long or you know one of one of us gets up there and over bakes it right um but god still uses 
uses that yeah. in different ways. Um, so even though if the the food is a little off, um, I'm just sensitive is... to the spirit. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Amen. Jay. Um, but this that's where the small group leaders come in. That's where they show up, and like you're saying, they multiply that content. They use what has been spoken and what they've heard from God too in those moments to really take it further. But I think the teaching and the content and the um, focus in the Bible or a passage in the Bible or a topic or whatever that is shapes a lot of the weekend. Um, yeah. I would I would say too, we often take whatever we're teaching about at times and we create a theme or a topic or something that bridges the entire weekend to kind of package it. Yeah. Um, it's not our promotional material, but it is once they are up at retreat, here's the theme for the weekend. So another important reason why you want to start thinking about it three months out because there's a lot of reverse engineering for everything else that needs to take place. Yeah, well, so oh, I'm, I was going to ask, and I'm sorry for interjecting no, here, but just thinking through one of our hearts behind the, like the, the forward thinking, the three months out podcast are giving the, the listeners some tangible things to do. So you're thinking the teaching things right now. What would you do if you're that person who's leading that team or part of that team right now, this week? Yeah. Even if it's planning for two weeks from now, but this week, what's something that you guys, either one of you would do to get traction going in the next three months? Yeah. Well, I think I think the first thing is, um, you know, just the aspect that if Christ is not valued um, or, or Christ is not valued at all, unless he is valued above all you know, so uh, you have to really dive into that mm-hmm. moment and say, okay, Jesus, if you're going to be the center of this whole weekend, what do we go after? And then I think you need to say, in light of that, what do our students need to hear about? How do, like, how is at the end of this weekend, them walking away, are they going to value Jesus in their life more? Yeah. And what's going to hit home for them the most? Yeah. Painting that vision for them. And I would say, make sure you get the right people in the right room mm-hmm. together. Um, I think back, uh, you know, when we do create these teaching teams, it's not just the central person making the decision of, all right, yep, we're going to have this person, this person, that person. Because that central person, most likely their strength may not be in speaking. So you want to bring those people, those individuals who have that strength to step into those spaces and then as a team make those decisions together to give those opportunities to the entire student team. Yeah, that's good. And so it sounds like holistically there we have our 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 why for uh, doing a retreat and then that drives the what and a big portion of that that why and a big portion of that weekend is of course is is that teaching and making sure that it is being given the the proper proper time the proper value that it, it deserves uh, and needs to have uh, when it comes to to framing the weekend so uh, what else so that's kind of one of the big things to be thinking about now three months out so. I think we then go into the branding of it like okay. what are we calling this thing yeah um, at least for us there's been times where right we've we've chose a song I think that was my like shtick for a while yeah, 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 <laughs> come yeah, on yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll ride it out yeah, banners absolutely. t-shirts and a song for the theme retreat <laughs> yes. um, some of them worked good others no, not, not I, so much I love the thought I think they um, all did. So we we would then go out and brand, right? And Joe Kim, how do you guys typically feel like you guys decide the brand of the retreat? I think that you, as you're looking through having those conversations with um, with the team in regard to to teaching, uh, allowing for a, a theme to to emerge from there. Um, but 
but then finding that that word or two that can really encompass and encapsulate all that is going on um, with that passage and, and also that lives without like throughout the weekend as well. So um, I think we've done that at times too, where uh, I think through a throwback. Yeah. And we did one that was like, I loved okay. that one. Yeah. It was such it a was good, good, good one. And it was, it was at a, the time too, where like, it wasn't cringy yet. If we were to use it now and kind of be like, maybe a little bit more tongue in cheek, but, and it felt like it wasn't, and it was just for our middle school students and everything, but, uh, it was prior we, to throwback Thursdays. So we yes, were on exactly. the front yeah. end of that trend. Yes. Good yes. for once. Let's Get, go. Making sure we keep our street cred going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but within it, you know, for that, what we taught him, we taught on the life of Josiah. And where it kind of emerged from was that Josiah rediscovers the law that had been lost. This kind of like old throwback to to what was once, uh, you know, was was once so important to the people of Israel. And from there, that kind of was like, okay, that 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 helped that theme emerge. It's like he was reflecting back on the the past and the word of God reminded them of who they were to be as his people so that like that throwback moment that he had as often you know we have a throwback moment where i think like oh man remember this moment remember that moment you throw up that that throwback thursday picture or so on so you know thinking through some of those sorts of things that's not throwback's not a word that maybe maybe people have thought about for uh retreat but again mm-hmm. as you're spending time as a team discussing things you can kind of see certain themes emerge and then from there i mean you begin throwing words up on a uh, uh you begin throwing words up on the board and and just see what sticks and from we also look to incorporate uh that theme then into our teaching into different elements of the uh into the week so, got it okay i i think that's awesome it seems like there's um always been this process for us that when people are in the room, that they're they're really like bathing not only that theme in prayer, but just what are you know the passions in where our kids. Yeah, I think that it's it's so important to do this ahead of time because it really allows you to um, kindle a fire. Uh, mm. for that week. You know, you cannot kindle fire in another's heart until it's burning in your own. That's mm. good. And so it it really allows um, that to to have life. Uh, mm-hmm. And to live yeah. on, and um, I think you see that throughout the weekend, from the teaching to the the program elements and everything in between. And so many of those elements, then Kim, you guys at Central have picked up, um, taken with our communications mm-hmm. team. Um, you know, fleshed those out in the marketing aspect and promotion, um, going from generic all the way to specific. Can I transition a little bit out of theme, um, focus branding into that marketing and um, promotion side of things? And then what I would call like my worst nightmare of retreats, registration. Can you <laughs> can you pick that up for a second? Yeah, and to just bridge that a little bit, we've had to flex a little bit with the theme at times. We used to do, um, for some of our retreats, we used to share the theme for the registration and promotional material yeah. instead of keeping it generic. We've shifted that. And what I think to what Joe just shared, like it's allowed more space for creativity to perspire and to really just sit for a while with the teaching team. It's given them more of an opportunity to really just come up with that yes. specific word or theme um, instead of being rushed so that promotional material can come out. So if that's an encouragement or something that we've learned in the process is that, you know what, keep the branding of the retreat generic 
And then you can either, we've done it where we've revealed the theme in a specific way that weekend, Friday night, big hype, big deal. Or we've kind of let it, you know, slowly get out there the weeks leading up to it to build that hype. So we've done it both and I think both work. Um, But then that theme is just for that weekend. And there's not as much rush or pressure to solidify the theme so that the rest of the branding can happen. But there still is the branding, that marketing and um, different promotional stuff that we do. Um, So with that generic thing or generic thought of the retreat, um, you know, whether you call it middle school retreat, high school retreat, we uh, at Woodside Oasis Winter Experience, high school fall retreat. And so with that branding, we still make it a different look every year. So you want to start thinking through, okay, what is our branding? Is it something generic? Is it something specific? And then what is that look going to be for promotional material? And get with your communications department, get with someone on Fiverr, get with someone that you can resource the the idea, the vision to, to start building that package, everything from promotional material to getting the back end of it on your website or um, however you may do registration. There's a lot of great registration um, programs or websites out there. Um, Brushfire is one of them that like they set it all up for you and they have great customer service um, if you don't have the uh, way to do it at your church. Uh, So it's just getting all of those um, pieces in place. And you, again, you want to reverse engineer it back from the actual retreat weekend to make sure that when you release it, there's enough span of time if you do an early registration deadline for individuals to sign up. And then that final deadline, there's still that two weeks. That's at least my cushion that I would suggest. That two weeks in between the end of registration and that retreat weekend where you can get everything in place for the students and leaders. Awesome. You know, and I love what you had to, to, to say there, Kim. And I do want to just remind all of our uh, listeners as well. You know, one of the things I love again, this podcast, we're looking at a lot of tangible things for you to begin doing right now for three months out. Uh, but we did a whole saga on retreats that dives into a lot more philosophical stuff and some different things uh, here early on. And so make sure you check those out. Uh, there's some of our earlier episodes from pre-retreat to during the retreat and following up there. But going back to that thought of what can you be doing proactively now to set yourself up for October, I think that a big part of that is assigning roles and responsibilities Mm. to your team at large. Because some of those things that you said, hey, get graphics made, touch base with communication, so on and so forth. Um, Some of you guys have a large team. Some of you guys are more campus-driven, some more central-driven, main campus model. We know that you're- all volunteers. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We know that your guys' makeup at your multi-site church looks multifaceted. So uh, what principally can you take away from what we're saying to do practically and make it practical for your your context? But roles and responsibility, I think, is a really practical way to begin doing so. So Kim, will you kind of share a little bit about how roles and responsibilities have kind of formed maybe some seasons or any insight about that for the listener? Yeah, we we started putting this together a couple of years ago, seeing the need for individuals on the team to take ownership leading into retreats and to events uh, with specific things. It helps divvy up responsibility as well as we've seen it 
able to develop and grow them in their leadership and in their giftings and give them opportunity to really um, maybe even grow in areas that they they wouldn't consider themselves strong in or something that they enjoy doing. So with that being said, we looked at the retreats and just brought out some of those bigger buckets of things that needed ownership of. And since then, we've continually added on. So some of those are, uh, you if you do large group games, uh, mealtime hosting, uh, you know, wanting to make that atmosphere memorable and fun as well. Because we want the weekend from registration all the way to when they get picked up by their parents to be very intentional and thought through. And so where are those gaps in different pieces that we need ownership of. And so we talked about the teaching team being a role and responsibility, uh, hosting sessions. Um, we have a lot of volunteers that join us too for different retreats. And some, again, some camps and some retreat centers may provide some of these volunteer uh, positions, but we often have to bring a nurse. We have to bring a full work crew uh, of 35 plus people to help in the kitchen, uh, to serve us food, or students and leaders will go hangry. Yep. And so <laughs> we, <good>. That's <laughs> we, good. we really have enjoyed and we've only been better because of our volunteers and we want to make sure that we appreciate them well through that too um but so nurse work crew our whole production team you want to start thinking through that if you have to provide a band like you need to put a production team uh, meeting on your schedule asap because that's everything from your band um your band leader uh sound I like you want a tech producer, you want someone doing slides, you want a session producer. That was probably one of the biggest, like where the sessions turned a new leaf for us was when yes. we put someone in charge of sessions that weekend to keep everybody on task on time. So really everything from the little things of follow, I shouldn't say the little things, follow up is a big thing. Um, but we tried to find all those gaps and holes that needed to be filled. And we put it on the roles and responsibilities to make sure that it some someone took ownership of it to make it great and to make it intentional. I want to ask you guys a question, and I'll, I'll share a statement as you guys get an opportunity to to process the question. You guys have ran a lot of retreats, EJ. You've spoken at a ton of retreats, Kim. I know you, even from those that you've ran to those that you've had conversations with other people about. You guys have seen a lot. What are what is the one thing or one or two things? that you see that other teams have failed to do or maybe you've guys we failed to do at some point in time at this point in the game three months out that caused us to not succeed in a certain area or not do our best that we can in a certain area uh when it came to actual retreat or like weeks leading up to it now i'll I'll let you guys think about it because then i want to uh i do want to share when it comes to our roles and responsibilities one of the things that i've always shared with our team and we've kind of lived it out in all of our teams is that you're going to get assigned a certain area and what you're going to get assigned you have to own you don't have to do it you have to own it. And the difference there is that when 
you own it, you might find somebody else to come in and help actually do it. Somebody who maybe is more gifted in it or has more time to do it or so on. Your responsibility is to set that individual up for success and how you are equipping, encouraging, empowering, and educating them. And so uh, whatever it might be that they're doing for you, um, you're just making sure that they are doing it well with excellence. It's me and the standards. You're holding them accountable and so on. So I know because I think at times you hear like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. So sometimes you just have to find somebody to do that for you. So that's my thought on there. And yeah, back I, to that question there. I, you know what? And maybe I've been a little bit out of the loop the last couple of retreats. Um, but I think for from my feeling, the most of our time, I feel like where we were always scrambling, at least. Can I answer it that way, Joe? Of yeah, like, I think that's good. Man, yeah, if that's we would have been further out, was our um, our like response. Meaning, okay. like when we had students respond, what we were doing. I always felt like that was one of the like, mm. oh man, we've got to, you know, print new cards. We've got to define new language. We've got to make lanyards. And I feel like those, it just always felt more rushed than at least I wanted it to be. Um, I think we've got better at that, but that is something that I think if we're strategic and we think through the aspect of when we're preparing a message, whether that be every message at camp or that be you know, Saturday night if you're on a retreat, however your church does it Sunday morning, what is the response for students going to look like and what is the outcome that you're seeking the Holy Spirit um, to have your kids, you know, be led in? So, hey, we want them to respond to salvation yeah. or, um, you know, a life-changing decision or full-time ministry, whatever those things are. Um, you know, the preparation in that, I think if we all started a little bit further ahead of time, we may see a better response. And, and when, let me clarify that. When I say a better response, I don't mean like our work versus the Holy Spirit's work, but um, our response to how God works in that moment. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, I like yeah. that. That's that's true. And I think that is one of those things that you think so much on the front end of like getting students there, getting them signed up, uh, the execution of the weekend, the communication of parents, the training of leaders and so on, that that response piece can sometimes uh, fall to the wayside, not just for a message, but for the follow-up. I think more follow-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Kim? And to go off that, EJ, I think with that, it's bringing, and I go back to what I said earlier, it's bringing those right people around you um, in those moments. And I'm thinking through all the things that Joe just said, the things that we're talking about, the many things or to do, the to tasks that have to get done prior to the retreat, it can be so overwhelming for one person yeah. right, to think through and do. So something that I've really appreciated about Joe and I've and EJ too in your guys' leadership, you guys do a great job at delegating hmm. and not just delegating to get rid of work, but delegating to allow someone else to feel that joy and ownership and really live out their strengths and gifts to glorify God in these moments. And so, you know, as you think through 
these, not only the, the items that we mentioned, um, but as you're three months out, um, who are those people in your lives right now that you can bring in and that you see gifts in that could hugely benefit this weekend and allow them to lead? I think we often get in the way of ourselves. And so, and I speak from experience. I think that's where I stumbled and falled multiple times is, well, I've got to do this. I'm the only one who knows how to do this. No, bring someone alongside yeah. in that teach them how, um, because as we know, we aren't going to be around for all, for a long time, right? Like we're always working to replace ourselves and bring up other leaders. And so, um, I would just encourage, like, uh, think through those individuals that need to be around the table so that they can own and they can take the retreat, the weekend to the next level. Yeah, you should definitely be, you know, ahead of the game in a number of um, different things. Joe, if you were to be thinking through the retreat planning process um, as typically being our largest campus, um, can you give me three to five things as I start to kind of take the plane down, tell everybody to buckle up their seatbelts and, you know, we're on our final descent. Three to five things um, that you want to be thinking of three months out for your campus as um, the retreat season is upon us. Yeah, so if you're one of those, and, and I know some of this is also presuming that a lot of you guys who are listening maybe are having a fall retreat or something right. like that, uh, and you can probably even apply it to maybe a D-Now or a large event that you might be doing in the fall. I think a lot of us can say there's generally something that we're looking to do in that October, November timeframe to create momentum for our students. And so we know a lot of times it's a retreat, but you can kind of apply this to um, to anything that might be major, whether it's happening in the fall or the winter. One of the things I would begin actually thinking about right now is this episode's dropping sometime here in uh, in July. Is uh, how am I beginning to to put that in front of my people in August right away? So I know it's three months out, but something that you can do this week as you have programming or next week as you have programming is get a student on stage and have them share a story about what God has done in their life through that retreat, through that event, so whatever impactful. it might be. And and look for those stories and look for stories that reiterate the why, the value of why you do retreat. Uh, and, and even to your point, EJ, how that retreat not only just changed them that weekend, but the weeks following right, and so on, and what that maybe led to for them. And so I think that... Um, that's one of the things I'm thinking through right now uh, as to what we're doing to begin to get that back in front of our students, um, begin thinking through that. Uh, and then I think the, the next part is leaders, because this is also a time where you're maybe onboarding some new leaders, doing your leaders training. A portion of your leaders training needs to be uh, talking about retreat. When I recruit a new leader, I talk about retreat, even if it's not near retreat. Yeah, because it, it, it's such a highlight. It could be March, and the retreat's not till November. But if they're going to be committed to the following school year, I want them to know what they're committing themselves to from a time commitment standpoint, but also that, like, hey, this is a big thing for us. And we'll so, yeah, we I have the dates. Here are the dates. And so um, from that standpoint, that communicates value. If you really value it, then you should value communicating it to those who help make it happen and really help the the. Uh, 
biggest parts, the important parts happen. You need to to do that and how you communicate that information, get that information out in front of them. That applies to parents too. I love humble bragging, telling parents, do you want to know the dates for the next five years of retreats? Because I can tell you them. Right. Because it, 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 plan only, your, and it plan speaks your, their love language so much because they are planning a year or two out in advance for vacations. Yeah, it just it just helps. It just helps. And so um, I those are some of the things right now I'd be thinking about to do. And that does definitely set you up for three months from now. Um, I think that if you're really looking for something else to to, to want to add, look for someone that you think is just crushing it at another church. Um, and call them like you see them on Insta, you, you, you see them post up on all those Facebook groups or, uh, whatnot. You've just heard things about this camp or this, whether it's a, an actual church or even an organization, um, or other people just reach out. I think we can be each other's greatest resource. Uh, so it'd be foolish for us not to, to tap into that. So EJ, that's what, that's what I got for you. Kim, what about you? Three to five things, um, from the central side of things that you're thinking about like three months out, big things maybe that we didn't touch on? I'm thinking of any big contracts that we may have to like sign or reserve, Okay, you know, transportation, school buses, Yes. Um, any drivers we might need to lock down um, that campuses aren't responsible for. Um, Central usually takes on the role of finding or helping find nurse and really setting them up, the nurses. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, maybe that should have been the thing that I mentioned, nurses. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. That is true. Yeah, yeah that's it a is, huge one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a huge pivotal piece for the weekend when you think about 450 plus middle schoolers and just the aspect of medications and yeah. Um, so nurses, any big contracts, uh, I would, yes, make sure you're on um, on the same page with your communications department or with branding and making sure that is going smoothly, the vision's casted for the weekend, and make sure communication is clear with your team of expectations of making sure that they know in these next three months what's expected of them, what communication needs to happen, that they're responsible for communication with parents and leaders, or is central responsible for some of that, just making sure those avenues of communication are clear. Wow. I think that, um, you know, retreat is such a huge undertaking. And yet the further we get ahead of it, the better the opportunity for our students to experience all the things not only that we talked about today, but so many more that they do on retreats um, is such an incredible win. I'm thankful that um, we're, at least in our team, even rallying the thought of like, we need to be thinking of these things. We need to be thinking of things, of these things. And I think that's the genesis of why we felt it was so important to share these. Maybe um, for you and your team, you guys are thinking about retreats right now. And as you're doing that, there's something we didn't mention that you think the multi-multi community needs to be thinking on that's good um, would you drop us a line and let us know and we'll post that out we'll tweet that out and um and post on instagram and facebook and across all the networks so that we can be um all on the same page from that again we love learning alongside of you guys and if there's anything we can do to serve you especially today in the area of retreats we'd love to we'd love to do with that yeah um, we hope you guys have a great day we love you god loves you more bye, bye.